Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat, and the discussions are unscripted. The talk should be led by Lord Chase Knight Smith, Elder and High Priest of Third Degree, and he's joined by Keegan, First Degree Priestess. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and as always, Lord Knight, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> a little sharp, a little sharp. Okay, so today we're going to do something different, and we're going to enter the world of Reddit. And I'm going to go through here, and on these subreddits, witch, the occult, witchcraft, and I'm going to ask questions. I'm just going to pull random questions that's on there. And let you answer them. Yay. (laughs) Will I get banned? (laughs) It's going to be fun. Says a root canal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. If I do any spells... Will it wear off to the point that it will be reversed? Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess that really depends on what kind of spell you're talking about. If you're manipulating someone into like loving you or liking you or anything like that, yeah, eventually their will will be reinserted on there, which would technically reverse it. But say a regular spell that you're doing, a healing spell. Will it wear off that it reverses itself? If you're speeding up the healing process, it would just slow back down to regular. Would it come back to that person? What do you mean? Rebound. No, energy's just, once it's energy uses, it's just changes to a different state. Okay. Makes the sense? answer is no. No. I don't think so, because, I mean, like if you were doing one for money and somebody lost $20, you found $20, it's done and over with. The odds will eventually go back to normal. But not reverse. But not reverse. Like I said, if you're manipulating someone against their will, yeah, eventually that person's will will go back to normal. Okay. It's not like a rubber band, no. There you go. That was good. Not a rubber band. Next question. Witches of Reddit, how do you feel about Ouija boards and what's their point? Okay. Well, they're not the best divination tools in the world. Wish people would read the instructions more. (laughs) (laughs) Is it something that you would use? No. Why not? It seems to draw up the scourge of the universe. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you want to talk to that stuff, go right ahead. You, you might get something good there, but probably not if you get anything. Would you consider them dangerous? They can be, yes. The people inexperienced who don't know what in the world they're doing. 
are they necessary? Let's say you were going to use a Ouija board to commune with the spirits. That was your point. You're not going to divide, but you're going to commune with the spirits. There's better ways of doing it. It would not be the first thing. Depends on the class of spirit you're wanting to speak to. (laughs) Right. Maybe you want to slum it. Yeah. But if you think about it this way, there's how many Ouija boards out there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Being used and how many of them don't work compared to how many that do work. Right. Right. And like I said, the majority of the times, most people don't even know how to use them correctly because they're supposed to be like you and depending on your gender, you're supposed to have the opposite gender. Right. right. So you're supposed to have a guy on one side and a girl on the other. And y'all are supposed to sit it in between your knees and on your legs. Right. As you're sitting Indian style. And you're right. Use it like that. But most people don't. Nope. They don't read the instructions. They don't Milton read the Bradley instructions. Bradley was pretty clear. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I hate to be this way. Who reads the instructions on Monopoly anymore? <laughs> True. <Make laughs> Do it my way. My rules. Fun. You know, we all pretty much know the rules of Monopoly. At some point, we learn them. But do you ever learn it the right way? I mean, I was looking at the rule books like a lot last year. I was like... What? I've what? Never done that. <laughs> no, people don't. <laughs> but then on the other hand, you know, the problem here is again, when you're reading the rules and stuff on this, or you're even reading books, most people don't even know the definition of certain words. Oh God, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm sitting back going, Oh my God, how can you not understand that? Then I've seen people look up definition of words and still not understand what in the world it says. Yeah. Because they don't understand the meaning of the words used to describe that word. Right. Right. So you looked those up. And what'd you call it? A logical oh, no, no, different subject. <laughs> okay. 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 No, no, no. Logic loops only happen on certain words. Where one word is used to define another word that used to define another word and enough to the point where you get back to exactly where you started. There was no, no definition. There was no true definition there. There's no true definition there. <laughs> Chasing my tail around. Okay. Stay away from the wager boards. They're dangerous. Yeah. All right. Help. I made a honey jar for a love spell into a necklace but the glass cracked and it broke i tried to eat the honey but i ended up bleeding from my tongue is this a sign <laughs> from deity please help <laughs> you made a honey jar for love it broke so you <laughs> ate the honey and now you're bleeding from your mouth right is it deity this is a sign from deity. Yes. I'm sorry. I even have Oswin over here beside me about to freaking die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even really want me to answer that? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Could it be I... that you might have ate glass? <laughs> Maybe you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
incense goes a long way. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's not Danny. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but don't you remember like one of the uh, classes we teach where we sit there and we put a candle in front of you and, and nonchalantly leave out matches and mm-hmm. lighters and stuff like that. And we go, hey, here, light this candle with, you know, like a real witch would. Yep. And it normally will have some people like sit there and stare at it or, you know, do the whole, you know, practical magic thing. Go. Right. (sighs) Right. And, you know, there's at least one person, hopefully, that will reach over and pick up a lighter or a match and go. Right. Common sense. So. The path of least resistance. (laughs) Your answer is not a sign from Danny. Stop eating broken glass. Stop eating broken glass. <laughs> okay. Woo. Okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. <laughs> I want to try and communicate with a recently passed relative. What is the best way to go about doing that? Meditation. <laughs> Would that be successful? And is there anything she should expect? I'm sorry, but if most of the time when, you know, I communicate with dead relatives, it's they're in a meditative state. How about you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, but you got to do that inward meditation that clears that way. I don't think there's anything wrong with just talking to them either. No, there's nothing wrong with that. You're doing your dishes, you mop your floor, whatever you're doing, just start talking to them. Just start talking to them. I mean, if it really makes you feel good, going to the graveside and sitting there having a chat with them. Chat away. Chat away. Sure. You know, if that gives you a better connection there. One answer, the first answer actually was necromancy. Really? Yes. I don't see that as necessary. It says use a psychopomp. To facilitate contact and communicate. <sighs> and you will bring them into your realm. But you, you need know, to first find the doorway. You know, in our tradition, mm-hmm. <laughs> in our tradition, we believe in the KISS method. Yeah. Which we love stands it. for keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. So, yeah, meditation is my answer. Okay, next question. Why should we meditate? Is it fundamentally part of magic? Didn't I just part answer that? This is a different question. So, in general, why, why would you do we? it? Well, and- it really depends on what type of meditation you do. There's multiple different types. So, it really depends on what type you're doing. If you're doing transcendental meditation... Mm-hmm. You know, to me, transcendental meditation, the concept of it is like trying to clean a tub with a typhoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. It's like using Niagara Falls to clean a cup. Just way overkill. Then you have what we're more familiar with is more of an internal. Mm-hmm. People are more like hoarders. We hoard. Mental hoarders. Mental hoarders. Mm-hmm. And we hold on to stuff and anxieties and problems and yeah. grudges and all this other stuff. And 
when we do this type of meditation, we go through those little boxes and stuff and start clearing that stuff away. Right. Now, you might want to ask yourself, you know, why do I use hoarding? Because if you think about hoarders and actually watch them in like the TV show, Mm -hmm. some of these people cannot even get out the front door. Oh, sure. And that would be the same way mentally with some people. Right. How in the world do you expect to have any psychic energy coming in or out if you can't get your front door open? Right. If you can't see out a window. You say that a lot about meditation. Right. So Is it fundamental to, yes. error, to magic? Okay. Yes. And I'd even sit there and say meditation needs to be done daily, every day. You can't just sit there and do it every other whim. day on a whim. Oh, hey, look, I meditated twice this year. Right. <laughs> right. It's not going to get you anywhere. No. All right. Next question. How do you get rid of a hex? Apparently, this person don't thinks get she's one been first. Hexed. Don't get one first. Too late. She's already got it. <laughs> well, A, if you've done your meditations and you've gotten rid of your mental garbage, mm-hmm. this strengthens your psychic barriers, which, you know, the majority of hexes aren't going to bother you. Okay, that's preventative. You're going to meditate the hex away? Yeah, yeah, technically. But if you got a hex, you know, I'm sure there's some ritual out there somewhere you can do a cleansing. Please do not use sage. Don't use sage. But first of all, you want to remove it. I mean, but first of all, you have to figure out if you've actually been hexed. Because the majority of the people who think they've been hexed aren't. They're just got some dumb luck. I would agree with that majority of the people I've met that sit there and go, oh, I was hexed, aren't. They just make bad choices. That's what I see as well. I've had, you know, my car broke down, and then somebody stole my wallet, and then, you know, whatever. Right. I was hexed. I was Do hexed. you even know anybody capable of hexing you? No. That's why I'm uh, here. Well, then who could have, who? What who? Have and Why? Why? <laughs> Could it be that you've made some bad choices? No. Seriously. No. Oh, this no. She don't know. Never met. Hexter. Never. No reason. That's no reason. obviously what it was. I, I doubt they're hex and they just got to run a bad luck. And even then, I don't even say luck. They're just making bad choices. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. You ready? Yeah. What would it mean if you dream that your tarot deck is on fire? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Let's be honest. Interpreting dreams are really actually hard to do. Sure. All right. And well, the reason being is everybody's view of imagery is different. Oh, God. That's why looking at tarot is so different as well. Right. So, you know, where somebody might look at a dog and see something protective, another person might see it as being vicious or terrifying. Right. So, you know, where some people might look at fire as something comfortable, energetic, somebody else might look at it as something destructive. Right. So it really depends on the person. 
And that's exactly what I would tell them was to sit down and, okay, what are your feelings about a tarot deck? What does this tell you? What do you associate with this? And then the same thing with the fire. Then try to put the two together. So they need to interpret it. They need to interpret. You can't just go out and buy a book. You know, I know there's plenty of books out there about interpreting dreams and give you definition of what certain things mean, but that's not always true. No, interpret it for yourself. I think that's good. I've seen some of these books say in any form of uh, transportation is, you know, more spiritual growth. But yet, I might not experience that way. It might just be a sense of freedom. I would agree. So dreams are so personal. Right. You have to interpret them yourself. They're, Break they're it not down. Cookie, they're not cookie cutter. Right. Right. Ready? Yep. What should I do with the offerings to the Fae afterwards? I've been eating them, but then I was told not to do that. What should I do with my offerings? Take them outside and leave it for them. What if I leave them outside? What if a wild animal eats them instead of the fae? <laughs> That's between the fae and the wild animal. I did my part, man. I'm done. I did, I did my part. Hey, you know. <laughs> Take it over the fae. But that might be the fae's way of taking it. I would say. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Put them outside. Stop eating them. Stop eating them. I mean, is it really an offering if you're eating it? (laughs) I want to offer this to you, but not really let you have it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand when we talk about sacrificing animals, they're going to be cooked and eaten for the feast. Right. Uh, Yeah. But leaving a sacrifice for the gods, uh, take them outside. Throw them in the back of the woods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put them in your compost heap. Just don't eat them. Just don't eat it. If you're eating them, is it really an offering? Here, I'm going to offer you this piece of cake, but I'm going to eat it for you. Particularly the fae. So you've you've eaten the fae's offering. All right. Sorry, I. These are deities to me. <sighs> we don't eat their offerings. But you know that's more of our tradition. You want to do in the privacy of your own homes, your business. But okay. Next question. I want to start working with deity, but I don't know what deity to worship. How do I find out? I don't know. There's a lot to choose out there. Uh... Okay. Well, Put a bunch of names in a hat that you like and pull one out, start meditating, researching one. and Just do it and see what works? Yeah. If you're pulled to a certain culture or something, learn about those deities. Mm. Can you mix cultures? Can you have a Celtic deity, say a Celtic god and an Egyptian goddess? Yes. I'm not going to say the energies might not work always right, but, yeah, you can. So, experiment. Experiment. Work it out. See what you like. Work it out. Again, what you do in the privacy of your own home, I'm not going to stop you, you know. Do you need specific deity at all? 
No. You can use an umbrella. You can use an umbrella. The the majority of the times when we're doing group rituals or we're doing ritual and temple, we use more like a great mother, great father Mm -hmm. figure. Mm-hmm. The only time we use specific deities if we feel like the ritual actually calls for it. Yeah. But it's still going to be somebody, you know, like you would say, heavy hitting. Somebody, the heavy hitters. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody that's going to be deity that everybody's familiar with. Yeah. I'm not going to have to sit there and give a two-hour lecture on what the deity is. <laughs> Let me give you the story. This Let me give you – right. <laughs> These are his brothers and uncles. (laughs) Oh, what is the best way to find your familiar? I have no idea. (laughs) Are familiars necessary? Same, same person, same thread, same. No, but no, they're not necessary. It's nice when you have one. I mean, it's normally when you know you have a uh, an animal that is. A little bit more connected to you than everybody else for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Is probably a good thing for a familiar. Do they seek you out, or do you have to seek seek your familiar out? Finding a familiar is sort of like finding love. That's good. That's a good analogy. That's perfect. Normally, you find it when you're not looking for it. Yep. <laughs> And it works both. Either they'll find you or you'll find them. But if you're meant to have that familiar, you will find it. You'll find it. Okie dokie. I want to try to start working with the Morgan. (laughs) Is there anything that I should know other than the spell jar that I'm making as an offering for her? Huh? She's new. Wear protective gear. (laughs) suit of armor yeah you know pads I don't think the Morgan would be too happy with just the spell jar as an offering You probably answer this question better than me, but Yin, you work with the Morgan more than I do. Yes. But I I just don't see. For some reason, I just have this impression in my head of the Morgan going, oh, (laughs) a spell jar. How lovely as she stays 50 feet away from it. Uh huh. Oh, God. Oh, God. And a bomb in a box would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do the spell jar. I would. I think that's more of an insult. It's just going to aggravate and annoy. I would stay away from the spell jar altogether. Yeah. Um, and my advice would be, before you work with the Morgan, figure out why you want to. Why the Morgan? Yeah. Research her. Where does she come from? What's her background? What is she about? Why this deity? Yeah. yeah. And once you do that, you'll know. Spell jar is probably not the way to go with the market. Probably not. It's not the best way to win her favor. No! 
god. Oh. Are you okay? You need mouth to mouth. That is so funny. How cute. Oh. What else you got for me? Okay, hold on. I need some (laughs) advice or help. I want to get into witchcraft. However, I don't think I can be spiritually connected. I feel numb. I meditate each morning. I'm healthy, and I try to be loving. But I end up with meh. Any suggestions? Not without physically meeting the person and going over some stuff. Maybe it's the type of meditation they're doing. That's kind of hard to answer on Reddit. Okay, how about this? Is it possible for someone to be spiritually dead? I find it very hard to find somebody to be very spiritually dead. That's an awful lot of baggage you got there. So if, if a person's fear is, I won't be able to connect to anything spiritually, is that a possibility or is it something they just need to work on? I think there's an issue there that they need to work on. There's something not right in that situation. Again, this would be really hard to do without actually sitting down and talking to the person. So they need to find a teacher. A counselor, something, somewhere where they can get some one-on-one action there. Okay. Okay, so we're out of coffee. I'm out of coffee. Uh-huh, and I guess we'll be coming back in a week and I'll doing some more. Then. Join us next week as we continue the conversation. Thank you for listening to Pagan Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.